everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Learning the Tropes. I am your romance novel expert, Aaron. And I am your romance novel virgin, Clayton. More of a novice now. But I know. I'm, I was thinking, I was like, how many times can you read a romance novel before you're no longer virgin? Well, I was thinking it more as the different tropes and the different kinds of books. I'm virginal to all those. Mm. We still have not done a shapeshifter book. So I'm a shapeshifter virgin. You are. There's still so many facets that I need to explore. So what have you been up to? Oh, you know nothing much. You've been up to something, though, right? I have been up to something. World traveling. I know. Globe trotting, if you will. I went to two places in that's, Europe. For me, that's globe trotting. Yeah. So I went to London for the very first time for five days, and then I went to Paris. But I do what you. I didn't know that was your first time in London. It was. I lived in Belfast or in Northern Ireland for a year, and I just never made it to London, which is sad. It's an indictment of me. But I, uh, yeah, this was my first time in in London, and it was so funny because my genre is Regency, which pretty much all takes place in England. Um, other than Lord of Scoundrels, which is of course Paris, I also made it to Paris. Don't worry. So this was just an excuse to 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 just see the places that were mentioned in those books, right? Exactly. I stayed in Mayfair and I was like, oh, I know Mayfair is fancy because of the books. That's awesome. And it wasn't as fancy as I wanted it to be, but it was still very, very nice. Uh, I made producer Pat, also my husband. But mainly your producer. Mo- mostly my producer. Uh, take me on a walk through past the Serpentine because for some reason that also features heavily in a lot of romance novels. The Serpentine because it always like it freezes over. They go ice skating. Somebody falls in the Serpentine. Like people can't get enough of it. So I, was, I have to go. Oh, of course. Yeah. Saw it with my own eyes. It's smaller than I thought. But now I'm going to get such a clear picture next time I read about the Serpentine. It was really exciting and I had a great time. But now we're back. Yes. But are you excited about being back and talking about romance novels again? Yes. We haven't seen each other in a hot second. I know. It's been a few weeks. And, and I, I do kind of have a little bit of a, an announcement or a proclamation. I think I am addicted. <gasps> Are you? Because, so we finished the book that we were supposed to read for this, uh-huh. Solace Island, Correct. which we'll get into. And I just finished it and passed it off to you. Mm-hmm. And I think I texted you almost immediately with, what's our next book? <laughs> Because I was so I, – I, I, I hadn't been reading romance for half a day, <laughs> and I needed to get another one. Mm-hmm. But I haven't read – so I'm trying to hold back only because I want to keep the book straight in my mind, and I want to be fresh to the book when we record. Mm-hmm. But it's been hard. There's some romance withdrawal going on when I'm not reading a romance book. I think what was funny is when I texted you before I went on the trip, because we had recorded that Sunday and then I left Wednesday – and I was like, well, you get to have a break from romance. Now you can read uh, like whatever heavy tomes you've been w- wanting to read. And you said, no, I want romance. <laughs> I want romance. I need it. I'm glad to be back. Yes, me too. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be on a good schedule. I mean, I'm still reading my four to five books a week, but I'm adding in these books, which is great too. That's awesome. Yeah. So we are going to review Solace Island by Meg Tilly. Is everything Okay. You didn't get in an accident, did you? No, I'm fine. I just want to... Oh, thank goodness! A wave of relief rushed through her. How horrible would that be? You having to hobble up the aisle in your handsome tux on a pair of crutches. Can you shut up for a second? 
I've been trying to tell you something for the last five minutes, but you just keep jabbering on and on. Wait, did Brett just tell me to shut up? Something funny that I learned is that she originally self-published this. Oh, I don't know if self-published, but she originally published this as Sarah Flynn. She had a pen name that she took away. Wow. All right, so let's judge the cover. All right. Oh, I was about to show you a picture, but we have the actual book, so let's just do that. <laughs> a physical book? Mm-hmm. Wait, I love how our physical books are so beaten up because they've been passed back and forth. They're always wet because we read them in the bath. There's always some Did sort of water damage. I read part of it in the bath. You do. You can't, we can't get you out of the bath. No, I love the bath. You're a merman. So the cover is a woman kind of running mm-hmm. on... Up a like on a cliff, kind of a grassy cliff. No, that's a beach. Oh, uh, uh, it's a it's a. She's going from the the seagrass onto the beach. I like it. I think it's very evocative. It creates a feeling in me that I'm interested as to what's going to be happening inside. Yeah, she's a bit forlorn. Whenever you look out at the sea, you have things to think of. Uh, uh, yeah, and I like. I do feel like there is a movement now towards more. Of the cartoon covers, mm-hmm. which I don't love as much, I must say. I do like a real person on the cover. Yes. Maybe I'm just like a traditionalist in that way. So I think it's a good cover. Yeah. It, it does. It accomplishes what you want it to accomplish. I um, was intrigued by what was going to be happening on Solace Island. Mm-hmm. Cause, so you picked this book. Why, why did you pick this book? Uh, I liked this book because it was a mystery, like a modern mystery. There was some... Um, peril in it which i think doesn't happen in most uh contemporaries uh so i thought it would be a good one to try but uh why don't you go through so what happens in this book what is it about so in this book our main character maggie she is in a business partnership with brett brett I hate Brett. Every Brett. Every Brett. If you haven't changed your name from Brett to literally anything else at this stage. You got to do it. Please do it. Stop this podcast and all the Bretts out there. Just, I don't know what, how you do it. Mm -hmm. Go to the DMV maybe. Is that where you go? I think a judge is involved normally. Yeah. But just start calling your, going by your middle name. You'll figure it out. This isn't, yeah. yeah, Google it. This isn't our job. This isn't a change your name (laughs) podcast. No, it's not. So, She's in she's in a business partnership with him. They do real estate, I believe. Yeah. And we're introduced to them breaking up. Mm -hmm. He's breaking off their marriage. Their uh, wedding. Their wedding. He's saying, I'm not into this anymore. I don't want to marry you. Real asshole move. So immediately you hate Brett. And she decides to take some time to herself. Well, not to herself. She's going to be with her sister, Eve. And they're going to spend a little time on Solace Island. We have Luke, who is the romantic interest, who lives on this island and makes bread. Mm. He's a baker, and he's got the baker's body. (laughs) Because he's just pounding that dough at 5 a.m. I'm a Luke fan, by the way, if you can't tell. (laughs) He smells like fresh bread. Bread. I mean, come on. Just yeast wafting off of him. (laughs) He's just very yeasty, which (laughs) is how I like my men. And so they have a meet cute where her car, she's going to meet Eve, correct? No, she's going first to the house. She's going first to the house. And their meet cute is her car stalls 
and it's cold on the island, and she has no survival skills, which she admits. And she's going to look for help and had heard that you lose a lot of heat out of your head. Mm -hmm. So she takes some clothes that she just has in her car and wraps them around her head to try and go outside. But then Luke runs into her car because he sees it parked near his house and is like, who's out here just like doing whatever? Because he's Mm -hmm. in a remote-ish area. So him and his dog Samson go and investigate and knock on the, the knock on the car door, and she thinks it's a bear. <laughs> she freaks out, and then she pops up, and she's got all this shit on her head. And there's that uh, there's that meet cute. So that's fun. We can get more into their relationship, but they meet and they start kind of a romance. They do end up getting together, mm-hmm. but there is some intrigue because he is on Solace Island for a reason we don't figure out till later. And there's somebody who wants to kill her mm-hmm. because of her business dealings. She didn't have anything to do with it. Brett had to do with it. But what did what did you what did you think of this book? So this is this author. This isn't her first book, but this is her first romance, and I think it really highlighted a lot for me around how difficult romances are, because I think we have read a lot of like super duper like we've read a lot of books that are much uh, further in people's catalogs. And so I think this definitely felt like a a beginner's romance. There were a few things that I thought were very, very interesting. I expected it to be more of a mystery from the beginning. And the mystery didn't really hit till the last act, basically. Before that, it was sort of just like a cute little slice of life of people on this island and two people kind of like circling each other before they actually ended up like hooking up and getting together. I thought it was really interesting, and I don't know if you picked up on this, but there seemed to be a really quick insta-love on his point. Like, almost something that happens in paranormals mostly, it's called Faded Mates, where one person's destined to be with somebody. So then it's always the man when he sees a woman is like, that's my mate and she's the only one I'll ever love. And it felt like that happened here, which I was really surprised about because it's not a paranormal at all. But there was that where he was immediately, he saw her, he was like. He immediately got a boner. That was, was the interesting thing about Luke is that he had, he got hard very quickly oh he was hard this entire book very often Mm -hmm. because when he sees her pop up and it's a woman and she's beautiful obviously in the book he is rock hard immediately and part of their meet cute was she jumps on him for solace well (laughs) because she's afraid because she's afraid of the dog she's afraid of the dog and he is hard and he's trying to not not have her feel his boner which I, 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 in the book is is interesting, but it's also kind of skeevy. Yeah. Not that, I'm not judging his, his character, but because I still like Luke as a guy, but he did get hard a lot in very inappropriate times. And it, it, it was almost comical. Oh. Like in a, if this was an actual movie, if you saw the tent in his pants all the time, it would come off as comical. Right. And whenever you're in his mind, he's just like, I can't wait to plow this woman. Yeah, he's very into her, but she's uh, she's described as uh, – so she's not a virgin. No. Not a virgin, but Brett, again, put it in her head – Brett is the only person she's ever been with, though. Mm-hmm. Put it in her head that she was bad at sex. Frigid. Frigid, which is 
probably one of the worst things you can say about anybody. I mean, I do feel like Brett was also drawn like I, I, a little bit comically bad in that you were just like, did there was no redeeming? Like, why was she with him? Well, he also does it to for business purposes. Right. They're only oh. in a, they're only getting married because of some convoluted plot where he's seeing this woman who killed her aunt. Yeah. Oh, so at the end, basically what ends up happening, you find out the person that has been trying to kill Maggie is his ex-girlfriend because they cooked up a plot to make Maggie the beneficiary of a inheritance and then he would marry Maggie, then they would kill Maggie and he would get the money. Thank you for doing that because (laughs) I was like, I cannot, I'm not going to be able to remember what this plan was. Yeah. It was a bit convoluted of a plan. I do think it's, she needed something at the end and she wanted it to be a surprise because the whole time the red herring was that it was Brett who was really upset with her and wanted, would be the one to kill her. He ends up maybe committing suicide, but probably Carol also killed him too. Well, I think Carol killed him and blew his face off, which is great because he was such a preening, Mm -hmm. selfish kind of narcissistic guy that it's great that his face, which is something he probably coveted just got blown to smithereens. Yeah. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah. But the other thing that was weird about this is that Luke also had somebody marry him or, or be with him in a plot for money. Yeah. That was, I felt like that was one too many. Right. Because Luke was a guy who is uh, highly trained. He was in the military. Mm-hmm. He was one of those like black ops guys or special whatever. Forces. Special forces. And he's got special forces buddies. And he's got a bit of a limp or some pain in his leg because mm-hmm. he got wounded. But he didn't get wounded in battle. He got wounded because he came in on his wife or wife-to-be. Yeah, fiance. Fiance, getting plowed and... The guy pulled out a gun and shot him. And then he chased them. And he shot, he, he, he murdered the guy. Well, well, no, he chased, did he shoot the guy? I thought he murdered Well, I think he chased them in a car. Oh. Remember this? They, he chased them in a car and they ran into a, like a, a gas truck. Oh. And it exploded. Whoa. That's a lot. I've mentioned previously in this podcast that, I sometimes have a hard time with food descriptions because they make me want to throw up. And there was a lot of food description. And this is not – this has nothing to do with the author. But anytime people enjoy food too much in a book, it makes me – it grosses me out. Why? I don't know. It just makes me kind of sick to my stomach. It doesn't make me hungry. It makes me want to throw up. That's so bizarre. I've <laughs> never heard that before. I think I have a really weird um, relationship to food. I think that's – we're really uncovering things in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when they're mentioning eating that cake and all – and I was just like, oh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Yeah, that's a you thing for sure. Yeah, so that is not by any means an indictment on the author at all. 
Uh-huh. I am sick <laughs> and I need help. But no, that was one of the things where there was a lot because she starts baking. She's a good baker and her sister it, it helps her with it. And they start sharing the bread booth with Luke, mm-hmm. which was really cool. But there's a lot of description of food in it that made me sick to my stomach. Yeah, I liked the description of food. I thought it was great. It did make me hungry. Okay. So I don't think that, I think that was a you thing. Yeah. So if you want to email uh, us and let us know if the food uh, descriptions in this book made you uh, hungry or made you ill, I'd really like uh, some support from people who were made ill by these descriptions of food. Like, what did you think of, because we only got one sex scene and we only got one makeout scene. I felt cheated. I wanted more. Well, there was an oral scene, though. Oh, yeah. She went down on him. Uh, Which. Let's talk about that scene, because that was shocking to me. Uh-huh. And I am rarely shocked at this stage. But basically what happens is they she's cooked dinner for him. They're having, like, a really cute, nice date. They start making out, and he, for some reason, is like, oh, no, I don't think we should because it's too soon or something. I forget why he thinks that they shouldn't. And she's like, no, I really, really want this. And she's just basically like, I want to watch you come. Cause I've never seen a man come before. And I found that that just opened up so many questions for me that never got answered that I just didn't understand. Well, so what does that say about Brett? It means that they had like a really weird puritanical relationship where like he would just basically climb on top of her in the dead of dark and pump twice and then leave. That was it. Because I just can't imagine. Never seeing cum. <laughs> I can't even fathom never seeing cum. <laughs> like it's most of my life. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. My days are so cum filled that I wouldn't know how to fill the space. No. Without what are you cum. doing? If I'm not watching. <laughs> <laughs> Dick come. What am I doing? Truly. I'm at the soup kitchen right. or I'm watching Dick's come. <laughs> so I'm doing good work. At the soup kitchen? <laughs> no, no, not at the same time. Oh. It, you know, my I, day. Yeah. You know, you do charity. How do you know it's Tuesday until you've seen at least two dicks? <laughs> two dick Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I found that to be... And I understood what she was trying to do or she was trying to be like, she's a little bit more naive and new to sex. But it just was so strange. And she started talking so filthy mm-hmm. during it that it was surprising seeing as her history with sex beforehand, which right. was cool because, I mean, she was a little bit less uh, inhibited because uh, she was with Luke and not Brett because he's a piece of shit. But I was surprised. It's usually and don't I don't know if I'm but isn't usually the other way around the man goes down on the woman Mm -hmm. in these books Mm -hmm. where he, but maybe I think maybe that shows her personality where she thinks she's frigid and didn't want the pressure of having to be given oral sex because she was afraid she wouldn't be able to come or wouldn't react the right way and he would get turned off. I think pleasuring the guy was her immediate reaction, which said a lot about her as a character. That's interesting. That's true. Because she didn't think that she could come. She thought it was all imaginary. Yeah. Which is very sad. That is. This, I, um, I felt bad for Maggie. Although mm-hmm. Maggie is supposed to be 25 or, or 27. 27. So she's young. She's not. That's. 27 years without an orgasm is a long well, time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then he makes her come. 
So that's, he makes her come like three times, yeah, four times cool. in a night. So then it was a lot of coming, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. And I like that for our Maggie. Well, do we have anything else to say about the plot of it? Uh, well, what I'll say is about this book. I did like, I did like the romance elements of it. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I liked Luke. I liked Maggie. I wanted them to get together. There is a misunderstanding in the beginning of the book where he's so tired from making bread that he falls asleep when he's supposed to be going over to get dinner with Maggie and Eve. They think he's ghosted them. And Eve, as a good sister, is like, fuck him. Which I love. That, that's the thing about Eve. We do lose her at the end. But she was such an advocate for her sister that that's what you need. You mm-hmm. need that person to go to when someone like Brett breaks her heart or Luke stands you up. It's great to have friends when the romantic aspects of your life are not panning out the way you want them to. Mm -hmm. The mystery and the action sequences didn't do much for me, but I think it's, it's really hard to write a book of any kind. Yes. And to come up with a satisfactory ending is almost nearly impossible for, for any work of fiction I find, but I enjoyed reading it. I, I was, I was like, what's going on? But nothing really happened until the end. And I, when there was only a few pages left, I was like, oh, this is going to wrap up really fast and kind of unsatisfactory. No, I think had she pulled it back and it was more of a through line because it was kind of like crumbs and stuff. But I, I think I wanted it to happen either happen more strongly throughout or have it be less of a like cinematic, dramatic ending where just have it be Brett or something, not her like stuck in a cave and there's an orphan like just. Let's not like the orphan was insane. Yeah. The orphan was crazy. And the orphan also talked like Dickensian. I want to know more about the homeless problem on Solace (laughs) Island that they have street urchins just roaming around and it's nobody's thinking this is crazy because Luke was speaking to him like, oh, well, I talk to street urchins all the time. Well, what's (laughs) your deal? Right. And this kid had a ripped shirt and dirt, like he was skinny. Yeah. He, he had, I guess, uh, uh, soot on his face, uh, you know, fingerless gloves. And please, can I have some bread? That was ridiculous to me. It turns out that that street urchin is Carol, the person that uh, was cheating with Brett. Mm-hmm. Their kid? Yeah. So at the end of this book, Luke. And Maggie are together. They live on Solace Island. Eve does as well. And they are taking care of the kid of Brett and Carol. Yeah. That is insane. That was very... If I was Luke, I'd be like, this is not what I signed up for. (laughs) I signed up for pounding some fucking dough, going for a run at 5 a.m. and falling asleep at 8 o'clock at night with my dog. That's what I signed up for. Well, Maggie's in there sometimes. Yeah. 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 But if she's bringing an urchin, I'm not I'm not down with it. It just yeah, it seems strange how legally that all worked that you could just be like, "No, like I met him in a parking lot. He uh, brought me to my death, but I didn't die. I'm his mom now." So, is that enough? About <laughs> I the do book? just want to tell me if you would fuck Luke or not. So let's just get to it. Well, isn't it obvious? Of course, <laughs> I would fuck Luke. He's a runner. Number one, which mm-hmm. I like, runner's body. You could like, run together. Like producer Pat mm-hmm. has a runner's body. Uh, 
he bakes. Yeah. He's a, Even though the, the description of the baking made you nauseous, you were still like, but I'm into it for the baking. Yeah, the actual, if we're talking about in real life, mm-hmm. IRL, as the kids say, I would be so into eating the bread and all mm-hmm. that. As long as he didn't describe it to me while he was doing it, I'd be okay with it. Okay. He has a sick kitchen. Sick kitchen. I've always wanted to have a dog. Samson seems dope. And uh, I, I, he see, he's a protector. He is. That's good. You want a protector. And he's always hard. He's, he would be ready to go at a moment's notice. Because I not I, I, it wouldn't matter if I would. I didn't have to be ready all the time because I knew he'd be ready anytime. Mm-hmm. That would be. I oh, also yeah. think Maggie is. I, I Maggie is sexy. I would do Maggie. Mm-hmm. I would do Eve. I would not do Carol. No. And I would not do Brett. <laughs> no. Would you fuck Luke? <laughs> would I? Oh, this is. You're not sure. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I mean, you are. Shocked. <laughs> I am very shocked. Is it the yeasty smell? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think spending that much time around a rock hard cock would be a lot. I think you'd have to think about that. You would feel a lot of pressure. I would feel a lot of pressure. And I don't know if I'm ready to go the 24-7 that he is. Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate that also when she was on the phone with Brett, when he called her to try to meet up with her, that he didn't let her have that conversation and started like sitting down, like pulling out his dick. And I was (laughs) like, well, let her, you don't know what this conversation is about. That's actually a really good point. And I forgot about that, but I did, that made, that gave me pause because that is a subtle dominating mm-hmm. power play the their partners on the phone with somebody that they don't necessarily like so they try to pull focus and try to say well i'm more important than this person so i'm going to distract you i did not like that Mm-mm. and i noticed that and those are the kind of behaviors that i now notice where i that is not cool that luke did that it's not cool for anybody to do it but especially luke needs to give her her space and not be such a puppy dog he seemed very puppyish at that point it's like yeah. grow up, give her some space, let her do her business. You don't have to show you don't have to be like, I'm better than Brett. We know you're better than Brett. Right. Act better than Brett. Yes. Be better than Brett. <laughs> so I think ultimately no. I think he would be too intense for me. I don't think I could have that level of focus on myself. I don't like how cagey he was about his past and everything. I mean, he is supportive of Maggie. I would say... Would you eat his bread? I would eat his bread. I would definitely come by the stall. I would probably find... Think <laughs> These he- all sound like like euphemisms <laughs> for fucking... <laughs> I'd come by his stall. I'd come by his stall. I'd eat his loaf. I think I would see him and think, like, that's a handsome guy, but I don't think, ultimately, I would want to be in a relationship with him. What about Maggie? I think this... Maggie... She's not a fully formed person yet. Yeah. I had a lot of issues with Maggie... I don't think I would either. Again, come by her stall. Yes. Eat her cake. Mm-hmm. Always. Eat that cake. <laughs> I would eat that cake. <laughs> no. I think I would. No. No, both of them. What about the two protector guys? Yeah. At the same time. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Let's have Good. fun. At least we can agree We're on that. We're all in this back of this car. Gunner. Know- what is this? It's like Gunner and Brock. Like they just like the most masculine yeah, names possible. It was. It was Gunner. It was Gunner definitely. And then something like Brock. Yeah. And they were just two beefy meatheads who were 
I'll protect anything. I don't yeah. care what it is. Just tell me what to protect. Me. Do it. <laughs> I'll sleep. I'll sleep outside. Mm-hmm. I guess that's their job, though. They get highly paid for it. Yeah. I think you are more interested in a protector energy than I am. Yeah. So I think whenever it's a protector, you're like, yes. I need to feel safe. Right. I don't always feel safe, I think. I think I need someone to make me feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I don't. it doesn't have to be someone highly trained like Luke. Just somebody I think. it doesn't think hurt. It does not hurt that he's been trained by the government mm-hmm. to kill. Would you adopt Samson? Yes. Of course. I mean, he was a wolfie. That is my dream dog. He's a good boy. He was a very good boy. Um, all right. So do you want to do Goodreads list? Yes. I love the Goodreads list. Here's the thing that's hard with this one because it only came out. When did it come out? Early November. Yeah, November 6th. Okay. Oh, we so don't have many, many lists. lists. We have only three. All right. Better than none. Better than none. We need, or I would have to come up with a list. Uh, Summer Beach reads all stories set in beach towns. Yes. Yeah. Right. This right. might be a little gloomy for the beach. Yes, I think so too. So you know what? No. Yeah. Not a good beach read. Sister novels. Yes. Great sister relationship. Yes. Really well done. Pacific Northwest books. Yeah. I think that's accurate. It so took we, place in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I was just in the Pacific Northwest. Lovely. Bellingham, Washington. Great town. So you're just everywhere. I am. Just all over the place. All over this God's great earth. <laughs> I am happy to be home in New York City. I don't want to leave. Yeah, not for, for a little, little bit, right? No. W- would you say, because I'm struggling with this, continuously struggling with this, Luke is not an alpha. Yes, he is. He's an alpha. Okay. He's an alpha. I mean, if you didn't think he was an alpha, when he pulls out his dick while she's on the phone with somebody he doesn't like, like that is classic alpha behavior. Okay. What made you think he wasn't an alpha? I guess, you know. Maybe he's alpha light. Yeah. But I think an alpha. Is there shades of alpha? I think we can say yes. Is there a book called Shades of Alpha? Because there's there's gotta be. Shades of Alpha Alpha. (laughs) Yeah, it's a gardening book. What did you make a list of the tropes that you thought were here? Well, woman in distress, yes. is that a trope? Heroin in peril is what I called it, but yes, same thing. Baking porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I did insta-love, faded mates, security, baking food porn, sisters, forced proximity, because they move into his house at a certain stage. Small town, possibly a cozy mystery. I don't really know what a cozy mystery is. Uh, cozy towns or yeah. cozy houses. The, the other houses seem really cozy. Mm-hmm. Maggie, I did want to live on Solace Island. Maggie, me too. Maggie mm-hmm. was super into his house. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm rich, but I didn't want to show it. And she said, you're showing it with this house, especially this kitchen. Mm-hmm. That stove. The stove. She said it, and I was like, I would like to get my hands in that stove as well. Would you have a relationship of convenience with Luke in order to have access to his kitchen? Yeah. I'm that kind of person. No. Nice. <laughs> uh... Broken engagement, millionaire hero. Here's a trope that is very common. Heroin has never had an orgasm with previous lovers. I do find it a little bit exhausting. I don't know. I said something about the state of sex education in this country that it is like such a common trope, but it is also, I don't know. I'm like, can we get this woman a vibrator? Yeah. They it, should just all, you should just, yeah, it should be handed out in home ec. Yeah, let's start it. Let's Kickstarter. Let's just g- pull a van up to a high school. Mm-hmm. Just start handing out rabbits. 
rabbits? <laughs> you had $200? We're giving them bullets. Oh, okay. But like vibrator bullets, not actual bullets. Yeah. Like we don't. <laughs> Get your bullets. Get your bullets here. No, no, no. They're sex toys. Yeah, they're just sex toys. Not guys. real bullets. Right. But they would regulate the sex toys. We could give out oh, real bullets. Oh, we absolutely could give out real bullets. So we would say, these are real bullets. No, guys, they're sex toys. They're sex toys, <laughs> yeah. Just giving them ammunition <laughs> for their sexual fantasies. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Bullets for students. It would be great. <laughs> let's, let's start that. <laughs> If this was a weird hybrid of being an insta-love slow burn, which is not normal. He was insta-love and she was slow burn, right? Yeah, it did take a long time for them to get together. Uh, Special forces, military hero, injured hero, heroine in peril, too stupid to live. I do feel like she was too stupid to live. (laughs) When she follows that When she follows the street urchin. urchin. Yes. All right, I think we did it. We did do it. But... I, you know, because this is the only time we talk, we aren't allowed to talk off mic. I would let, is there anything that you are like swooning about this week? Like what has got you excited other than romance novels, the next novel we're going to read? Well, that, yes, I'm very excited about that. Um, I want to plug a band that I've been listening to oh. that I really love. It's a band. It's actually kind of a super group called Boy Genius. We had a great day. artists phoebe bridgers lucy dacus and julian baker they put out an ep of songs that they wrote together they all met kind of on tour because they're all younger artists that have crossed paths they decided to get together and they put out a really awesome ep uh it's just called boy genius it's on merge records but you can find it on spotify you can find it uh, on itunes any place you buy stuff you can get the uh, the vinyl if you want to do it is one of my favorite artists she put out an album recently not so recent actually like about a year ago that i really loved uh called stranger in the alps she's one of my favorite artists and she's in this with two really awesome artists that i discovered through this so i would say listen to them follow them on instagram i want to be Boy Genius. And then is that the name of the album? That's the name of the EP, yeah. It's an EP, but... sorry. I don't know what the difference is. It's a shorter album. Okay. Yeah. Are you swooning about anything? (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks for asking, Clayton. It was so natural as well. To follow on your thing, I think, and like a female empowerment moment, uh, if you haven't listened to all of Lizzo's back catalog. Love you so, but if you don't, I have to leave. Oh, no. songwriter and rapper and singer and her songs are all just like very positive very like jump around the room dance songs and i really really love them and they're really really fun now how are you gonna find us it's impossible. If you listen, if you want to tell us, is Luke an alpha? How do you feel about bread? Does reading descriptions <laughs> of you make you sick or hungry? You listen to Boy Genius Who Loved It. Would listen you like to- us to hand out bullets at your school? Yes. Do you want <laughs> bullets for students to come by you? <laughs> Let us know. And <laughs> Somebody who just listens to the end of this will be like, what is this podcast? I know. We're going to get protests. But also, who only re- <laughs> listens to the plugs at the end of a podcast? You deserve what you get. You should be confused. Yeah, plug heads. They're just like, I just want the plugs. Just give me the plugs. Shut up. Yes. Shut up and plug just, something. How do you find stuff? <laughs> Okay, so you can find us on Twitter at Learning Tropes, Instagram at Learning the Tropes. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Learning the Tropes. We haven't done much on the Facebook, but come by anyway. Uh, say hi. And then you can email us at Learning the Tropes podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We will still accept emails. Like I said, it's, a, it's still a, uh, a going concern emails and email addresses so send us long screeds if you want i'll read them i got nothing else to do i'm in between romance novels right now i want to i want to read your thoughts on our podcast romance in general things we should read different types of romance that we maybe don't know exist yeah all that stuff we 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 really will read everything that you send us we will read Mm -hmm. so please do that send me merch i mean the merch is the big thing for you i think also, rate, review, subscribe. Everybody says that. It is annoying. But right now, just do it because it lets other people find our podcast. So it's important. And we would really appreciate it if you could take the time to do that. Ugh. All right. That's all that nonsense. Next week, we have a new book coming up. It's a very exciting uh, book called Hothead by Damon Swade, which is, I mean, talk about fantastic names. That is a fantastic name. Mm-hmm. So go out, grab that. Will I become a suede head? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm very excited about this because this is a different kind of book than we've read. This is our first male male book. I don't. I've never actually read one other than like when I've read like a Minaj book. There was like also two like a couple, but then there was always a lady in there. So this is just dudes. So we're both virgins. We're with both this. virgins to this one. Firefighters in New York City. So maybe he'll start name dropping places we know. We could go there. We could start a tour. <laughs> we should do the hothead tour. Ah, yes. Get repurpose the bullets for students van as hothead tour. <laughs> yeah, we gotta listen, we spent a lot on that van. We really gotta use it. <laughs> anyway, so go grab Hothead, read it, 
Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. See ya. Thank you. Bye.